don't understand you. I really don't. You have nothing better to do at three o'clock in the afternoon? I go out for a quart of milk. I come home and find my son treating his body like it was an amusement park. Ma. Don't give me ma. It's a good thing I didn't hit the table. I could have cracked my head open. People can hear you. Too bad you can't do that for a living. But I don't want to be a secondary character. Sounds like there's more people than there are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's <laughs> a massive crowd. There's people going out the door. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is that someone not being able to be let in? Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, Andy. <laughs> Security. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you believe it? 50 episodes, man. I know. It's been a bit of a journey. A massive journey, you know? Yeah. It's been fun. It's been awesome, yeah. One year. I when know. did it pass? March 8th. I think it was March 15, wasn't it? Was it March 15? Yeah, no. when we did the Soup Nazi. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was thinking when we registered some sort of social media. I don't no. know. Oh, yeah, I think we did that. Yeah. Then. yeah. Cool. Why don't we crack on? Yeah, sounds good. We're, uh, you know, if you're at George's Bar, hello. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And uh, a big thank you to George's Bar for um, allowing us to do this. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Much yeah. appreciated. So, if you can hear us, big ups. Yeah, big uh, ups, massive. We, we couldn't ask for a more fitting setting. I know. Um, in a Seinfeld bar. And so. it's such a wonderful place, too. I mean, next time, if you're in Melbourne or in Fitzroy, just come on in, you know. Yeah. Nice, you know, stuff. Nice music. Nice fanfare, you know. Yeah. Usual stuff. Yep. Say it's you great. know us. Yeah. That'll get you something. <laughs> yeah. Probably I kicked out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a bask. Who yeah. are those guys? Who the fuck are those Who idiots? are those bums? <laughs> Don't know who they are. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's crack on with it. Let's crack on. Today we're talking about... The the, contest. The contest, yes. The seminal episode of Seinfeld. And definitely one of my favourites, Stephen. I thought I'd do a little spoiler. It's uh, one of my faves. I thought I'd jump in. made that very obvious. Yeah, extremely obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I don't know. Should we just uh, start with our normal routine? Yeah. This is a bit different for us. So if uh, if we seem a bit off, we apologise to the people that are here. Hey everyone. Hi. Hey again. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Seinfeld news. Seinfeld news. Well, actually, before we do, yeah, follow us on social media: uh, Facebook, True. Twitter, and Instagram at Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And uh, what's our email address? Uh, Bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website, Bidwabask.com. And you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Yeah. Podcast Addicts, yes. Yep. Overcast as well, that's another one. Overcast? Yeah. I just got that, Overcast. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I should have figured that out sooner. Yeah, you just looked at the clouds today and you're like, it's Overcast. Hmm, mm. that means something. Yeah, ah, develop okay. a podcast. Oh, damn, someone else already has. <laughs> damn it. All right, Anchorman, Sideful News, let's do it. Well, uh, to kick off this week's Seinfeld news, we have three articles. Uh, So to start off, um, yesterday, being Saturday, a number of articles came out and uh, they were talking about Julia Louis-Dreyfus's recent, uh, well, how her recent cancer treatment has has affected um, her 
participating in Veep, which is a current program where she plays the vice president and then president. So one of her co-stars, Tony Hale, told Entertainment Tonight through the week that uh, she's going through her own journey and, man, we've been ta- talking off and on. But uh, we're going to be ready to shoot in the Northern Hemisphere uh, this summer, which is awesome. So mid-year, they'll be producing Veep, and uh, it will be airing next year. And it is the final season, so pretty exciting stuff. So JLD has been through a pretty rough time. Yeah, she Um, has, yeah. Pretty good. Good on Buster Bluth. I love that guy, Tony Hale. He's the actor who plays Buster in Wrestling Development. Right, okay. I still haven't seen Veep. Ah. I don't think I've seen any other Seinfeld-related shows except Seinfeld. I finished the first season. It's really good. Okay. You've got to get on it. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the final episode's on uh, next year, so maybe I'll just wait and then, uh, you know, watch it all. So the second bit of news, this isn't Seinfeld-related specifically, but uh, I did look for some news related to Jane Leaves, who plays the Virgin, who we will talk about a bit later. And she's also Daphne and Fraser. That's right, Daphne and Fraser. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. <laughs> <laughs> if she was from Scotland, that would have been perfect. Yeah, instead of doing my own Liverpool accent, I just copied your terrible accent. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> I want a box of chicken and a can of coke. <laughs> Groundskeeper Willie. That's Scottish. My Greece. I don't know. We should ask Fred, one of our audience members and friends. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's English. Anyway, Jane Leaves, the actress who plays um, uh, Marla the Virgin in this episode, and uh, as you said, Daphne in uh, Frasier. She uh, has been cast in a new show. She's been cast in a leading role alongside actress Erin Foster and uh, well-known actor John Johnson. Who, uh, John Johnson? Don Johnson, <laughs> who's most well-known for Miami Vice. Uh, oh, Don. Oh, I thought you meant John Johnson. Huh? I was like, oh, his name's Don. Don Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. his nickname's Don Johnson. Apparently, he's quite well-endowed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> big Don't Don. ask me how I know that, but it's a thing. He's the big Don. Yeah. yeah. I think someone just added a G, and they were like, Don Johnson, that's a thing. Plus, <laughs> his last name's Johnson, so it kind of works. <laughs> So uh, they uh, are all uh, starring in a, in a forthcoming uh, comedy. Uh, it's being filmed late this year, early next year, to be aired mid next year. As yet, it is untitled, um, but apparently it will be loosely based on Foster's real life, uh, and it does focus on Andy, who, uh, the char- who the, that's the character that is played by Foster, uh, whose father, played by Don Johnson, uh, starts dating her best friend. Ah. So, a bit awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Mm. How would you all feel about that? Yeah. One of your parents dating one of your mates? No? No. Yeah. Very weird, huh? Yeah. Pretty awkward. Mm. Yeah. Real weird. (laughs) So, yeah, that's the thing. I look forward to that. So, I I thought it was neat that... You look forward to them dating the the other person? Yeah. I I look forward to being a middle-aged man dating my my kid's friend. Nice. Yeah. Being creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was pretty neat that there was some recent Jane Leaves news, considering... I don't know. She's not super active. So that was cool. Uh, final bit of news. Andrea Parker, who portrays the nurse in this episode, she had her 48th birthday on March 8th. So oh, a couple of weeks happy ago, birthday. So. A round of applause. Yeah. Andrea Parker. Happy birthday, Andrea. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to give sponge baths. <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, uh, being her birthday, I think she should have a sponge bath. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to give a sponge bath on my birthday. I'd want a sponge bath. You know, like if I was a masseuse, I wouldn't want to give massages on my birthdays. I'd want to get a massage. Steven, I'm hungry. (laughs) Have some Tic Tacs, Ivan. (laughs) Steven. And that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Excellent. Seinfeld news, everyone. Yes. Fabulous. Our anchor man, Steven, in the house. Hello, folks. Matt McCoy here, a.k.a. Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld. And I'm telling you right now, 
I do not want to be a secondary character. Let's get into it, huh? The sure. contest. Let's do it. Yeah, so every week I give a plot synopsis of the episode we're talking about. So uh, it is the contest, season four, episode 11 of Seinfeld. So a uh, bit of a synopsis. So first aired in the US on November 18, 1992, directed by Tom Sharones, our man, written by Larry David. So in this episode, the core four are at Monk's, where George admits that his mother caught him, saying that I was alone. The qu- yeah, and it basically implies, in case you're wondering, oh, what does that mean? You know, his mother caught him masturbating in her house. That's right. Yes, the hand motion. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh, yeah. and the, uh, the ending of it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Excellent hand gestures. <laughs> very good. Thanks While a lot, Stace. Thank you, Stacey. <laughs> While reading a glamour magazine. Does anyone know what glamour is? Isn't it like softcore porn? Yeah, basically. Like, like Playboy? It's like ladies from like the 50s. Like it's pinup girls. Okay. You know, cool stuff. Yeah. Right. Like Betty Page and people like that. Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay. The notorious Betty Page. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So mm. George, I don't know what happened. I mean, wasn't he with Susan at the time? Uh, he must have been pretty desperate. Oh, no, wasn't it when Susan bro- dumped him? Yeah. This was, oh, this was it was after, after the Cheever letters. Yeah. Yeah, of course. He lived with the parents. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, scary. he's desperate. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. He needs to rub one out. <laughs> and Estelle, we all get lonely sometimes. Oh, of course. And Estelle ends up in hospital after falling in shock, and George vows to never do that again. Jerry and George make a $100 bet over who can go without self-gratification the longest. Kramer then joins the bet, as well as Elaine. You'll be out before the check. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, and that's... He actually, she actually predicts the outcome. Yeah. Kramer's the first one out. Exactly. And Elaine's got to put up $150 because apparently it's part of men's lifestyles. I think that's a such, bit sexist. Such, such 90s humour, isn't it? Oh, it's, so, it's so sexist. Like, there's, there's no evidence that men masturbate more than women. No. I, I mean, I, I'm no scientist, but, you I'm know. No, yeah, masturbationist, but <laughs> I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I'm she, a bit she, of a wanker, but not in that way, <laughs> you know. Not a literal wanker. No. No. <laughs> the whole crowd just went what the hell brush it off awkward silence carry on carry sorry on. live streamers <laughs> carry on uh, <laughs> sorry mum and dad yeah sorry family uh, Kramer's It'll almost be G-rated from now on <laughs> yeah <laughs> this episode is about masturbation so you know like yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's right for it. Yeah, yeah. Of bursting at the seams, so to speak. Oh boy, <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Kramer's almost immediately out due to the presence of a beautiful exhibitionist from across Jerry's apartment. I didn't get the actress, the actor's name. For couldn't that find a name. No, couldn't no. find it. Uh, Just a naked woman. You do see her right at the end, but yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no actress co- uh, credited. No, no. <laughs> George is distracted by a beautiful nurse who gives an even more attractive patient a sponge bath. And the nurse, as we mentioned before, is played by birthday girl Andrea Parker. Uh, Elaine is tempted by the presence of John F. Kennedy Jr. at the gym. <laughs> and Jerry is also tempted by the naked woman across the street as Marla the Virgin, Jane Leaves, isn't ready to have sex. Not yet. Not yet. I'm not ready. Uh, the remaining competitors develop insomnia and become increasingly frustrated. Those are my socks. 
Uh, Elaine is told by her friend Joyce, played by Alana Irving, uh, that JFK Jr. wants to meet her, causing her to bow out of the contest that evening, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Marla's ready to have sex with Jerry at his place, and after he tells her about the contest, Marla is disgusted and ends up going home with JFK Jr. after Elaine just misses his arrival at Jerry's place. Kramer ends up sleeping with the woman across the street. And all four of them sleep peacefully that night. Yeah, it is quite, um, it's quite satisfying watching them sleep very deeply. Yeah. Because you know how frustrated they've been throughout the episode. And there just seems to be more and more temptations like thrown at them throughout the episode. So when, yeah. when they're finally over that hill, it's like, good on, like, yeah, good for you. I, I love it when Marla leaves in like, you know, she's in rage. And then Jerry just looks and goes, eh, whatever, goes yeah. to the window. Three it's seconds like, later, he's, yeah. he's like, he's like, <laughs> like oh, all right. doesn't, he just, doesn't he look at like something on the, on the coffee table or something and then sort of looks at his room and he's like, yep, yeah, all right. He's, he's like, whatever. Time to go. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think, because who actually won the contest? It's very controversial and it's very divisive, you know, divisive. You know, George claims that he won the contest in the puffy shirt. Yeah. But in the finale, when the plane's going down, he says, I cheated. Yeah. Who do you think actually won? Was it Jerry or George? I'd say Jerry. Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, as soon as Jerry took care of himself, George, <laughs> as far as they knew, would have been the default winner. Yeah. But he would have jerked off, like, probably before Kramer. Oh. You know, I mean, he is a, he is a pretty, you know, he's that sort of person. So, yeah, <laughs> I reckon it was him. What's the deal with ladies across the road naked? <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think? Who, who do you think won the contest at the end? Jerry? Who says Jerry? Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, there's three hand, a few Jerry. hands there. George? Three hands up. Oh, we got one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Oh. oh. Hey, George Costanza's in here, guys. No. We have George Costanza. He is here. Jason Alexander himself. Thanks for letting us use your bar, George. Yeah. They have really good toilets here too. You'll love it. I'm going to call you George Costandi from now on. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst, Stace. <laughs> I apologise. Thank you. So this mean. is a family podcast. We're not mean. Yeah, well, actually, we're getting a few comments on the live stream. We have Greg who says, uh, get a room. Uh, we have Vera who says hello, and oh, hi, uh, we've got a f quite a few people watching us at the moment. Yeah, that's so, uh, no, yeah, good. Thank so you very much. And hello to everyone. Yeah, hello everyone. Be sure to tell your mates, you know, if they don't know about the yep. podcast and yep. live stream, or if you're in Fitzroy, just turn up, yeah? Yeah. yeah. If you happen to be in Fitzroy and can, for some reason, are watching us on Facebook on your phone, <laughs> or can hear this through, like, bionic hearing outside, come on in. <laughs> hey, Johnston Street. Hello. Hello. Turn the, turn the uh, speaker up and yell at people. Abu make people like come in by our abuse. One dollar schooners at George's bar. Come on in. <laughs> no, just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Yep. If uh, you cover the difference, if you cover the nine extra dollars, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. If you cover the bar tab. I'm a generous man. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Trivia for the contest. So it is the number one episode in TV Guide's top 100 episodes of all time of any TV show. I did see that, and I yeah. had a look at the list. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty tough competition. Yeah, the contest just has such incredible writing. Yeah. The writing is just amazing. The fact they didn't have the word masturbation in it, yep. and they still got away with it. Apparently, it went through... There were quite a few complaints when the episode aired as well, well and I've got there was a bit of controversy. Apparently, there were 31 complaints, which yeah. is actually not that many. And considering no, the ratings, there were 19 million people who watched this episode yeah. across the US. Yeah. 
31 complaints. That's, that's, that's a pretty good ratio. And Larry David claims that the episode would have been funny without using the word masturbation in the yeah. script. Yep. And he was ready to quit if the show if NBC didn't want to go ahead with the episode. Yeah. So he, was, he actually said in an interview that he had a plan to quit if NBC were like, no, we don't want it. So... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then it paid off, and he ended up winning an Emmy Award for uh, for writing. Yeah, the show won three Emmys in total. Yeah. Uh, one was to a cast member. I didn't get the specifics, and two were for you know the writing and the show. So highly awarded episode, and not just Emmy Awards as well. Writers Guild of America's award, uh, oh. awards and uh, Directors Guild. So of America critical awards. awards as well. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You know, which are highly esteemed in the industry. So exactly, and Very definitely cool. one of the greatest episodes of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this episode would have been as well known or as uh, highly regarded if it? They aired in season eight when Seinfeld was already established because this is considered the episode that really took it to the next level, um, you know. And it's a great episode as a standalone thing. But yeah. do you think it would have been no as, uh, th- as no. regarded if it was sort of in the mix later on? I don't believe so because mm. I think at the time it was what ninety was it ninety two when the episode came yeah, out? Yeah, season four. You know, no, masturbation. Yeah, masturbation. Like in sitcoms, a lot of sitcoms were safe. Yeah. You know, and the word that's like masturbation in a comedy in nineteen ninety two, that's like, oh jeez. Yeah. 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 No, I think I think by the mid nineties television started to become more mature. Yeah. So I think it was like in the early stages. Yeah. So I reckon no, it was it was the right time for, for Seinfeld and that's yeah. when the Seinfeld really went took I off. think I think it was uh, it was sort of good timing as well, whether it was deliberate or just a coincidence. Because I mean, this is season three of The Simpsons. You've yeah. got Married with Children, Roseanne, and they're all hitting their stride, and they're all breaking the sitcom and uh, sort of primetime show format. Yeah. So I think if this was aired five years before or, or, or later, it either wouldn't have aired, or it, you know, it wouldn't have gotten through, or it wouldn't have made an impact at all. So I think it was sort of helped along by how TV and you know TV culture was changing at the time anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any more trivia about the episode? Uh, no, that was it. I was just reading some more funny live stream comments. Uh, Greg's uh, on fire. He's saying, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and he says, George, I, th- I think he's trying to say co-standing. What was the name he gave jo- the George uh, doppelganger over there? Co-stander. 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 Yeah. He says, sounds like a dad joke to me. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's fitting. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's fitting. You hear that? It's fitting. No. Uh, actually, I do have one more bit of trivia. So, Kenny oh, yeah. Kramer, who the uh, Kramer character is actually based on, and he was a friend, I think a college friend of Larry David's. Right. He actually claimed there was a contest, uh, and David, including Kenny uh, and some of his friends, they all took part, um, and apparently Larry David won. And apparently it was reportedly lasted many months, Yeah. Oh, contest. Wow. I know. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Poor Larry. Imagine how frustrated Larry David was. Yeah, I mean, the guy's worked up enough as it is. Like, he's a highly strong... He's a highly strong human being. Maybe right. that's why he's so highly strong. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe he's just got like a perpetual competition yeah. contest. Even through Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's like an underlying plot yeah. where he's having, you know, it's just like a plot where he's having a contest with like um, Richard Lewis or something. Yeah. You know, just him, you know, him and his mate. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Any more funny. trivia about the episode? No, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, talk about some secondary characters? We sure will. And before we do, a couple of other secondaries to note. Uh, Estelle Costanza, George's mother, makes her first appearance on the show. And uh, did you hear the story about how she auditioned, Estelle? Yeah, it's her first time she appears on screen. Her first physical in the contest. appearance. That's right. Her first physical appearance, yeah. yeah. So the actress's name is Estelle Harris. So she came in for a table reading, and apparently she killed it. She went back to her hotel. I think she, was, she travelled to LA to audition. She got about 10 voicemail messages on her phone and they literally all said we loved your audition come back to the studio so she Hmm. rushed back 
as after her audition. Wow. And she did a table read on the day for the episode. That's amazing. Yeah. Huh. And then she become one of the more uh, established secondary characters and one of our favourites. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Estelle yep. Harris is her real name. Yeah. Because apparently they wanted to use, she wanted to use her name because they didn't know what name to give George's mum. So Estelle said, can you just use my name? And I said, all right, fine. Estelle Costanza. And Estelle Harris actually looks like jo- um, Jason Alexander's real life mum. I did see that. So they can see, they, they saw the resemblance and thought, wow, they actually look related. So it'll work. That would have been good for jo- or Jason because he could have worked off that. Yeah. You know, instead of use the, the real life dynamic that they would have had. And you can see the dynamic too. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It yeah. does. They do seem like his parents. Yeah, you know, I know. Like it's perfect casting. It's perfect. I yeah. know. Wonderful. Yeah. And another secondary character was George's cousin, Shelley. Uh, yes. Played by Rachel Sweet, she turns up in the hospital. Yes, that's right. Yes. She is actually the first secondary, uh, sorry, the secondary character to appear uh, in the episode in order. So uh, the first one is the naked woman across the road, who we have mentioned, so hmm. why don't we talk about her? Yeah, well, I didn't get her uh, her name. No, I couldn't yeah, find her name. No. So couldn't find her, uh, her actress name, so... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she technically only appeared in one scene, so maybe it's not enough to be credited. No. I don't know, because she's just like uh, spoon, spooning Kramer. I don't know. She's <laughs> in bed with Kramer. You don't even see her face. No, no. You just see her like snuggled into Kramer. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely uh, an exhibitionist. Yeah. You know, she I, likes to just get a kid off and walk around. Probably goes to nude beaches. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not yes. at all. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Let it That's out. Right. Let, Let it yeah. out. Be free. Yes. All your bits be free. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking maybe, because she seems to only do it privately, not that you can walk around the streets naked, but I was thinking maybe she was practicing to be like an exhibitionist. She was just giving it a dry run. Practicing? Like just practicing doing stuff without her clothes on. Okay. You know, I'm like, going to go cook. Yeah. I'm going to go wash the dishes. I'm yeah. going to watch TV. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Just nude. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I couldn't figure out why she would only be nude in her, <laughs> in her apartment, unless she is, yeah, an exhibitionist. Okay. And she can see people looking through, or she knows people are looking in, and that sort of, you know, turns her on. Yeah. I don't know. Why do you think she was nude? Why do you think she was nude? Yeah. Or maybe she's uh, perhaps a model. Okay. Like maybe she don't. Maybe she's done like nude shoots, like a life or something, model. or maybe she's a life. Uh, what do you call like a life artist? No, life um, model. A life one. A life model. Life I've said model. it three times. Uh, like yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I was, uh, but I wasn't listening to you though. I was trying to get the audience to tell true, me what it was. True, true, What's it called? Life model. Life model. Thank yep. you. There Death we go. model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One uh, one obscure thought came to my mind. I was thinking maybe she was in the bar when um, in the episode The Revenge, which is a season two episode, oh, yeah. where um, George tries to slip his boss a Mickey for firing him. Um, and Elaine has to distract uh, his boss so that uh, he can put the, the Mickey... I don't even know what a Mickey is uh, in her drink. Uh, sorry, in his drink. A Mickey? Maybe you don't she, know what it maybe is. She, what's that? You said you don't know what it is. No. It's, I'm a, guessing like it's like a roofie. It's is like it? A, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figured it was some sort of drug. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a weird name. Right. Anyway, I figured maybe she... I thought maybe she was in the bar and she overheard... Because you know how Elaine just make He's trying to get her boss's... Uh, George's boss's attention. <laughs> yeah. And she just goes, yeah... Yep. I just yep. love being naked, naked, naked. Exactly. Naked. Yeah, exactly. So maybe she uh, overheard that and that inspired her to, <laughs> to walk down the nudist path. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Down the, the catwalk in her house. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe she knows who Jerry is and she knows he, he lives across the road. Oh, like uh, Carol last week or two weeks ago yeah. in, in, in the episode yeah. we did the uh, phone message. Yeah. You know, Carol's like, I know you. You're, you're a comedian. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe she wants... Um, you know, a semi-famous person or a famous person in New York, at least, to uh, to, to have a perv on her. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. A number of ideas came to my head. Plenty of ideas. Yeah. Mm. Do you have anything else about... Uh, I, 
I've, I put her as naked woman across the road. Well, Kramer, definitely. He, I've always said Kramer has this animal magnetism. The Kavorka. The Kavorka, yeah. The Kavorka, yeah, yes. That's exactly. even told. Yeah. So he definitely, you know, he was able to, I don't know what he did. Do you think he actually went to her apartment and talked to her? Or yeah, do you I think he, he like, knocked did, like, on a door. He waved like, or something? He might have turned up naked. You know? I mean, that sends a pretty clear message. <laughs> that sounds like, like something Kramer why, would do. Why are you here? Yeah. Well, come on. Is that... Kramer? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I can't think of any uh, previous... I think this is the first confirmed victim of the Kavorka. Oh, first confirmed? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, at least in the show. Ah, okay. And there's no other... I can't think of any other women that Kramer sleeps with in the show before this. Maybe? Oh, I no, know. apparently it's his eighth girlfriend oh, really? on the show. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Maybe I just need to watch more Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Kramer, did you know, I mentioned this before we started going to air... Kramer's 100th entrance into Jerry's apartment appears in this episode and that's and that's the scene where he puts the money on the counter and he goes what does he say I'm out that's it his 100th appearance or his 100th entrance in the door what a way to celebrate your 100th uh, appearance I know fabulous fabulous so yeah um, do you have anything else about the uh, nudist no you carry on I'm just having a few technical issues here so oh boy as long as our live stream's still going let me check yes it is hello everyone (laughs) <laughs> Leave a hey. comment, like us. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. So let's talk about the next character, who is Joyce. That's Elaine's friend at the gym. John F. Kennedy wants to see you. You know, you've got the very high pitch voice. He's got a new... The jersey, the jersey voice. Jersey. Sorry to... He's got a really cute jersey. butt. Yeah, he's got a real cute butt. <laughs> I can put you right behind him. <laughs> Played by Alana Irvin, or Irvine, known for appearing in Ira and Abby and Failure to Launch, two films I've never heard of. No, mind. I've heard of Failure to Launch, but I think it's like a garbage romantic comedy. Maybe something that Andy would like. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, yeah. Andy has pretty bad slash good taste in romantic comedies. I'll, yeah. stop, I'll stop singling you out, Andy. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a spotlight's on you. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so actually Joyce, um, there, it turns out that there was a deleted scene in the contest. So in the first scene when they're at Monk's, Joyce is actually sitting in the background at the breakfast count, at the counter. Oh. Apparently there was a deleted scene where Joyce was going to come up to the crew mm-hmm. and, you know, have some dialogue, but that got cut. So Joyce oh. was meant to be in that scene. Okay. So, yeah, that's when we see Joyce. And, right. uh, yeah, she tells Elaine about JFK. So they, they're friends, you know, as well as Joyce being the receptionist at the gym. Yeah, I was trying to think when their friendship started. And I'm thinking, I think it started before the health club. Cause uh, yeah, yeah. I think, because, I mean, she's pretty comfortable. Like, to me, it would take, in my mind, it would take a pretty close friend to say, hey, there's this hot guy, go work out behind him. Like, that's, that's not something casual or, or new friends would do, yeah. I think. I don't know. That, like, that's, that seems like something an established friendship would, would have. Like, you know, I'll set you up so that you're working out behind JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that made me think maybe they met before or they met at the gym, but they met a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame him because JFK Jr. was a very handsome man. He was. Yeah. Very hot man. Plus, yeah. he's the son of a former president. Exactly. Money, power, intelligence. <laughs> What's not to like? Ask not what you can do for yeah. your con. No. What is it? Ask. I don't know. Oh, one of those sayings. Plus, he's got a nice butt. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, what else do you want? Don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like uh, the mayor from The Simpsons there. It did. It actually did. <laughs> Unfortunately, JFK, the real JFK Jr., who we will talk about in a sec, yeah. uh, unfortunately he passed on in 1999. Yeah, July 16, he was in a car crash along with his wife and his wife's sister, or his sister-in-law. Uh, his yeah. wife, Carolyn, and, and her sister, Lauren. 
Yeah. Uh, he was 38 years old. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a bummer. He was mm. considered like a new hope for America. Yeah. You know, because he was going to have a political career. Mm. And it was, sort of, it was sort of burgeoning, but, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, uh, I'm sure there's conspiracy theories about, you know, maybe he was assassinated. Oh, well, they call it the Kennedy curse. You yeah. know, if you're a Kennedy, you know, bad things happen. You yeah. Know, to you. Pretty unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Anyway, we'll talk about him in a minute. But, yeah, uh, that's right. Do you have anything else uh, about Joyce? Uh, no, that was about it, really. I mean, yep. you know, she must be from maybe New Jersey, you know, like you mentioned Stace and... Yep. Uh, yeah, no, that she's been friends with Joyzy. Elaine. Joyzy. Yeah, something like that. Joyzy Shaw. I don't know. No, I, no. I can't do accents. No. Yeah. <laughs> you can do a Scottish one pretty well or an English no, one. No, I can't. No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all I had about her. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we may as well talk about JFK Jr. JFK Jr., yes. So uh, he was played by an uncredited actor in the show. I uh, couldn't find who he was. No. But you only see a torso of the actor. You don't that's see right. his head. Could have been anyone. It's you know, probably Larry David. Marla the Virgin is lying with him. And all you see is just the torso. Yeah. Oh, John. That was wonderful. Yeah. 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 That's right. It was probably played by Larry David. He plays like all the random <laughs> film. I don't think Larry David has a body like that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I think he's a more scrawny kind of that's, guy. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So um, in real life, he was a, a lawyer, journalist, and magazine publisher. He was the son of JFK and uh, Jacqueline Kennedy. That's right. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did look at a few photos of him, and uh, apart from being handsome, as you already pointed out, mm. um, there was a really, uh, really nice photo of uh, JFK Senior and him walking along. I think on like the White House Terrace. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. And, yeah, uh, he nice. was holding his hand, and I don't know. It was just a sweet moment, even yeah. though they're just two humans. You know, I don't know. It was nice. And unfortunately, it was three days before his third birthday before his father got shot. Yeah. 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 Real sad. Very sad. Very sad indeed. Mm, I know. So, so uh, he had a pretty, pretty rough. Despite his excellent adult years, you know. Yeah. A pretty rough childhood and mm. uh, you know a tragic end to Definitely. his young life but at least in life he had a great butt oh at least he did yes Stacey how much longer after the episode did he actually die uh, seven years yeah. so the episode aired in 92 and he died in 99 yeah July 16 yeah. so you said he was 37 he was 38 38 so he would have been 31 when the episode aired or maybe 30 mm-hmm. don't know yeah, other than having a great butt, I was thinking he obviously <laughs> does aerobics. I'm really focused on his butt. He uh, he does aerobics. So <laughs> I'm thinking that's how he's gotten his great butt. I could imagine his butt would be so chiselled. Yeah. You know, to be like those statues in Greece or Italy. You know, so chiselled, <laughs> like Statue of David kind of thing. Yeah. I think it'd be like that. Yeah, I like an apple butt. It. He'd be like an Adonis of a man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he can you know he can de-virginize virgins in a night. So. I turn gay for JFK Jr. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's uh, he's a very attractive man. Oh yeah. Other than that, the only thing I keep talking about is, is he has a great butt. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's desecrate his name even more. Let's just yeah. talk about his butt. R.I.P. JFK Jr. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we, well, we may as well talk about the main secondary character of the episode, which is Marla. Oh, Marla the Virgin. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't have as many notes about Marla because I figured she's more prominent in The Virgin, the episode before. Okay. So I figured maybe I'd save... I mean, my notes for her, but sure. I don't know when we'll be doing the episode. So no, we will. Yeah. Well, I figured we may as well talk about her in this episode at okay. least. Yeah. Sure thing. So, uh, as we told, bef- as we said before, she was played by Jane Leeds. Uh, she's an English actress, model, producer, comedian, singer, and dancer. What an overachiever! Yeah, uh, she's best known, as we said, for playing Daphne Moon, uh, the housekeeper and uh, subsequent wife of Niles in Frasier. Great show. She was also in the Benny Hill show, which is amazing. I did watch some clips from the her Benny in the Benny Hill, Hill show. show. Yeah. God, isn't that a relic so from a bygone good. era, the Benny Hill so, show? So, good. No, no, it's an English show. No, Benny show. Hill was British. British show. Yeah, yeah. 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 My goodness, she was on the Benny Hill show. Yeah, and she was also in the Mon- uh, she was also in Monty Python's The Meaning Definitely of Life. Definitely a show you could not release in 2018. Yeah, she's like, British. 
Yeah, she's so, British. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, same with Benny Hill. I mean, she's a great comedic actress, so mm. it makes sense. But yeah, definitely, the, going back to Benny Hill, definitely yeah. a show you couldn't do in 2018. No. Like, it is so crass. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah, it crosses some boundaries. Oh, sure does. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she moved over to the States, and obviously she got this role uh, in Seinfeld. She also acted in Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then the permanent starring role in uh, Frasier. So as, as far as I'm concerned, the 90s sitcom trifecta, three of the best. Yeah, three so of the best. She yeah. killed it both sides of the Atlantic. Good on her. Uh, so in this episode, I found her like quite meek. She's really like, I don't know, she's vanilla ice cream. Oh. Just, just so boring. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, well, she's. I think that's just her character, you know. Yeah, I, think, I, know. I think she's probably had a very sheltered childhood and, yeah. you know, been maybe she's just introverted, didn't really want to go out. Yeah. You know. Is that her job? Yeah. Is that in no, the Virgin? In the Virgin, yeah, I think that's mentioned. Oh, yeah. right. She's a wardrobe organizer, yeah. Okay. Right. I should have watched The Virgin before this episode. Would have made sense. A bit more context. Oh, well. <laughs> it's just a very, like, specific and, like, Yeah. Yeah. She's a wardrobe organizer. Okay. <laughs> Did that work? Did that work? What the hell? I don't know. I was trying to be da- Daphne. You sounded like, um, Borat. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to organize your wardrobe. Very nice. How much? Very nice. <laughs> Very nice wardrobe. How much? Do you th- yeah, that's right. Do you think she uh, overreacted about, you know, uh, when uh, she's ready to have sex with Jerry and then Jerry sort of, you know, quips that, oh, I had a contest and she's obviously quite disgusted with him. Do you think she overreacts? No, well, I'd be pretty justified if I was her. I mean, okay. But do you think, like, even on the street when uh, Elaine goes up to talk to her, She's like, go away. I don't even want to. I don't. I don't want to have anything to do with you or your disgusting friends. Like that's pretty harsh. No, that's, I, don't know. I don't know because I mean, how often do you go up to your mates and your mates say, "Oh, we're having a contest to see who can hold out jerking off or you know self gratifying ourselves the longest." You know, you met someone like that, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I've got some I pretty mean. good mates. Like I feel like <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> like, you know, not that I'm going to, but I feel." Yeah. Let's have a contest. Sorry again, Mum and Dad. <laughs> you I'm didn't out. do that. I'm out. I'm out. One second, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm hmm? It could easily happen. Yeah. Oh, it could, yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that, that lens, you know, it sort of goes back into the idea that she was quite sheltered. Like, but not that it's a regular thing, but... Actually, one, no, one point as well. Like, I think because she really values her virginity. Yep. And I think in the fact that maybe... You know, she probably thought that Jerry was holding out to try and like respect her and say, "Look, whenever you're ready," uh. you know. But then, you know, she finds out, "Oh, you're only held out because you were doing a stupid contest. You weren't holding out to respect my vig- my virginity, right. which I value." Maybe okay. that probably set her off. You know? That's true. It's like, "Oh, is that why credit. you don't want to do it?" You yeah, know? I should have given her more credit. Yeah, Good. yeah. Thanks for your insight. It's yeah. A bit, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, yeah, true. But uh, that's, I mean, that's all there is really to talk about her in this episode. But like Ivan said, we will talk about her in more detail. When we end up talking about the Virgin. Yeah, yeah. In, in the Virgin. Yeah. So, uh, do you have any other secondaries to talk about? Yes, Shelley and the nurse. Awesome. So, Shelley is George's cousin in the episode, uh, played by singer, producer and actor Rachel Sweet. Uh, she started out as a country singer at the age of 12 before releasing a few pop albums in the 1980s. Uh, she's produced episodes for sitcoms such as The George Lopez Show, Sports Night, Dharma and Greg, and Two Broke Girls. Huh. Dharma and Greg's probably the only... Oh, no, I think Sports Night I've heard. That's a good good show. Two Broke Girls is good. Two Broke... It's hilarious. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's great. I thought it was like Two and a Half Men. No. It's just like no. terrible. No? Nothing is it good? Two Broke Girls? Has anyone seen Two... It's pretty popular. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the Big Bang Theory, but, you yeah. know. 
<laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's funny how Shelley kind of looks like a female George with yeah. the glass and talks like George. Definitely, I think it's fabulous. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I think obviously there's they um they're they're blood cousins because yep. they obviously share some some genetic. Probably from Estelle's side. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Not, yeah. not the Italian or Frank's Italian side. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess, yeah, like if she was uh, Frank's niece, I don't think she would come in to uh, visit Estelle for what was a minor injury. So obviously they're blood relatives. George's yeah. cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you think she was overly concerned about George's situation? I don't know. She was sort of narking on him about, like, what are you doing with your life? I hear you've got a TV writing gig. Yeah. I'd just be like, mind your own business. Well, I think away. George... In the family, he seems to be the loser. Yeah. Well, we all know that, right? Yeah. He's the loser. He is. But I think Shelley probably just, you know, she's probably successful in her own way. Okay. Maybe she's got, I don't know. I couldn't pick what her career was. but I made up a career for her. Oh, what is she? Aeronautical engineer. <laughs> what? Just because. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. She's Hello. an aeronautical Hello. engineer. Oh, some nope. Nope. Not interested. Not interested. Oh, yeah. See you guys. Yeah, see ya. Have a good night. I don't know. Why not? Because she wears glasses? No. Because she can do anything she wants. Okay. No? (laughs) (laughs) An aeronautical... So out of all the occupations, you picked aeronautical engineer. Why not? All right. Pick a better one. Astronaut. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't argue with that. (laughs) But I feel like to be an astronaut, an aeronautical engineer is a good background to be. Yeah. You know... Like, normally astronauts have to be, like, physicists or engineers. So. Unless if you're Homer and they just want average jokes. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue-collar workers. Oh, no, I killed Wilson. After jail for me. <laughs> you got his instant coffee? Why don't you get some real coffee? I don't keep real coffee in here. I get my coffee on the outside. Yeah! It's Elaine! Come on up! Where did you get those socks? I don't know. I think those are my socks. How are these your socks? I don't know, but those are my socks. I had a pair just like that with the blue stripe, and now I don't have them anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you fell asleep one day on the sofa, and I took them off your stinking feet. They look so good to me, I had to have them. Yeah, well, they're my socks. They're they're my socks. And uh, you want to talk about the nurse as well? Ah, uh, yeah. So played by birthday girl Andrea Parker, uh, known for appearing in TV shows such as Jag and Less Than Perfect, and also in a, a starring role in The Pretender. That's right, and mm. also ER. ER, yes. Yep, Desperate mm. Housewives. Ah, yeah. We've got some pretty uh, heavy acting cred here tonight. Yeah, very, very yeah. heavy. So yes. they really stacked it up with this episode. Yes. Yeah, so the only thing I had about her is that she gives sponge baths to a particular patient at 6.30 p.m. Okay. Are you, maybe she's got other patients at like 6.45, 7 p.m., <laughs> You know, she's got old lady Doris at seven o'clock, yep. and then you know, old lady Doris. I don't know. One, one, like you know, she, oh, Doris. You that's know, true. Doris. Yeah. Yeah. Blanche. Doris. Mave. Mave. Yes. I don't know. You know. Yeah. That's kind of. She no, seems yeah. to genuinely care about her patients. As oh, well. she does. You can hear like an empathetic tone in her voice. Yeah. I don't think she's like a jaded nurse who's been doing it for thirty years and is just pretending to give a shit. I love in the outing. That's an episode that we've done in the past. I love in the outing how there's a reference to the contest. Where this time George goes to the hospital, but this time it's a male nurse and a male patient. That's right. And then he looks in disgust. Oh, he doesn't look not in disgust, but he's like, oh boy. Well, I think, I think that one of the sort of subtexts of that episode is that George is questioning his sexuality. Yes. And uh, he, he's not sure whether he's turned on or, or not by the fact that there's a male giving another man 
uh, a sponge bath. He just feels uncomfortable because he's sort of questioning his uh, heterosexuality anyway. So same with uh, the masseuse. What's the episode? You know, when it's like, it moved. Oh, yeah. oh it you know, moved. I yeah, think it moved. Yeah, you know, and he's really uncomfortable by the fact that a, a man is giving him a massage. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a very insecure man. Very. And we're staying in his... Or we're in his bar. So we got to... Do you have to respect him? Nah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do our podcast and drink in your bar, but we'll still tease you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any right. other secondaries? Uh, no, that's it. That's all I've got too. Yeah, they're the secondaries for the contest. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we should wrap it up soon. Oh, we should. Yeah. yeah. So... Where does this episode appear in your, uh, in where your d- list? Where does it appear? I'm just going to go... Oh, more than that. I'm just going to go out. I'm not, I'm not even going to do, like, a number 10 is this, a number 9 is this. Contest number one. Woo! Yeah. Huge. Perfectly written. Excellent acting. Great dialogue. You know, it deserved every accolade it got. Fair and enough. it's a classic episode, and that's the one where if you want to introduce someone to Seinfeld, yep. show them the contest. It is a good entry point. That is yep. incredible. That is number one. I, I, nothing could beat it. Wow. It beats the mango, which is my second favorite now. It's some pretty, so, uh, pretty big competition. Massive. Wow, yeah. huge. I think the contest will stay up there for a while. Yep. Yeah. I can't think of any other episodes that, uh, that would beat it, for you, anyway. Ah, we'll see. Yeah. So I'm going to be a contrarian and uh, decide that... It, uh, it appears at number 13 for me. 13? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm. Number 13. Yeah. Everyone's just like, what? Number yeah. 13. Hey, if you're on Facebook, tell us. Number 13 for the contest. Is he crazy? Yep. Number 13. Can we just get 11 and 12? Sure. Uh, number 12 is the mango. So I like the mango more than the contest, unlike you. Yeah, okay. Hey, and mango's uh, fantastic. Anyway. Number 11 is the subway. So. Yeah. I'll go through my top ten. Why not? So ten to one, we've got the pie, the phone message, the apartment, the pony remark, the baby shower, the stakeout, the limo, the sniffing accountant, the movie, and the pen. Still at number one. Nice. Yeah. And so. uh, my top ten is number ten's the movie, nine's the sniffing accountant, followed by the pony remark, the Hamptons, the Bizarro Jerry, the Soup Nazi, the puffy shirt, the outing, the mango, and now at number one, the reigning supreme for one week, the contest. Woo! I like a Richard Nixon. No, not no, yet. not yet. No, we've got some pretty big episodes coming up though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, any of the characters appear in your top ten? Ah, uh, no, 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 same, none for you. None no. in my top twenty either. I thought Joyce would have been in your top twenty. No, 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 no. It's all good. Why don't you go through your top ten characters? I shall. And number ten, Meryl from The Wife. That's Courtney Cox's character. Uh, number nine is Joe, the fruit store owner from The Mango. Number eight, Mary Cantardi from The Baby Shower. Bookman is at number seven from The Library. Aaron the Close Talker. <laughs> and that's Aaron the Close Talker. We talked about him in the Talkers episode with you, Stace. Yep, that's Stacey right. Stacey appeared in that episode. Number She's five. The person you can hear. Number five is Newman. Number four is Susan. Three is the Super Nazi. Two is Frank Costanza. And one, controversially, is George Steinbrenner. Not controversially anymore. Oh, not anymore. No, I think the controversy is passed. I think people have gotten over it. Was it was a bit of an uproar when yeah. he knocked Frank Costanza off the. Yeah, we got a few, uh, a few angry. I'm oh, not just, angry, just, just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, personal taste. Yeah. My uh, top ten characters, we've got George's parents, uh, and then we've got Joe from The Mango, Harold and Manny, Susan Ross, uh, Sue Ellen Mishke, Celia, the record store owner, Jane, the Street Tufts, Bob and Cedric, and number one, Alton Bennis. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Pipe down, chorus boy. Master of the house. <laughs> <laughs> they blew his brains all over the Pacific. <laughs> he blew his brains all over the Pacific. Yeah, great character. So good. Yeah. Do you have any Seinfeldisms for the week? Yes, I do actually. Stacey, you did mention the Chinese restaurant before. It, today, it wasn't a Chinese restaurant, but it was a brunch place. So we went, and it was like a, a suburban brunch place. I thought, oh, it's 10 a.m. My partner and I went. You know, we thought, let's go get some brunch. Anyway, oh, what's your name? Okay, gave my name, Ivan. Okay, it's going to be a 10-minute wait. No worries. It was cold and freezing and raining. 20 minutes, nothing happened. I went up and I said, oh, do you have a table yet? Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. 30 minutes later, uh, do you have a table? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on the way. Sorry, we're a bit busy. You know, so that's like the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. If, if, if I was in a Chinese restaurant when that happened, that would have been the perfect sign for it. That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would have I would have worshipped you at your feet. I would be yeah. like, that's just too good. Yeah, and then Janine, uh, only true. one. Nobody ate no, they didn't. No. So you, you Janine like wa- and I were doing small talk for half an hour. Did you feel yeah. like walking out? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we walked out and then they went Ivan too. Yeah. Did you need to go and have to make a call? No. <laughs> no. <Not quite. laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing, no. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a food-related Seinfeldism as well. So right. this morning, uh, it was coming up to today's recording, and I realized that I didn't have any Seinfeldisms. So this is sort of like a, an unorganic, intentional Seinfeldism for the sake of tonight. So uh, near where I live uh, in Melbourne, there is a bagel bar called Larry David's. Oh, yes. Yeah. You, you frequent that quite a bit. No, f- never been there. Oh, oh, you haven't. Oh, it must be another one you went to. No, no it wasn't something. Oh, else? no, I ordered once on uh, Uber Eats. That's oh, about it. Yeah. Okay. Never been to the actual place. Okay. So I was uh, having a bit of a ride this morning, rode over, had a bagel. It was okay. Oh, can, I have a, can I have a Larry David bagel, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, before we actually started recording, I was with some friends at a bar, and uh, a Seinfeldism just happened. So I didn't have to go to Larry David's and spend money that I don't have at the moment. Um, and uh, my friend, Missy, where are you, Missy? Say hello. Hello. Say, you said you were going to be rowdy and you're the most quiet person here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Acknowledgement. Validation. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, we're at the, at the pub and she bought over a bag of pretzels. Ah. So, yeah, very fitting. Nice. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but yeah, it happened. It's a thing. Yeah. The pretzels are making me thirsty. That's right. Yeah. Can you do your best, these pretzels are making me thirsty? I can't. In no. front of the audience? No. No? No. Do you reckon you should do it? Yeah. All right. Uh, Go on. Go on. All Go right. On. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Well, which one though? Like, because there's so many different versions. No, you, you, no, no. I want you to do your version. I want you to really focus on that line, find out what the objective is in, in that line, and just go with it. Well, you read out the trivia, and I've got to get in. Uh, okay. You've got to. I've got to get in the, the the mindset for for that. Yes, we're going to do Seinfeld trivia now. So every week, well, we have a special desktop calendar with all Seinfeld trivia. So we read the trivia on the card for the day. We don't pre-read it, so we don't know what the hell we're about to read. But we're going to read it right now. The script schedule, well, while Stephen's preparing, you know, his, his yeah. performance in front of you all tonight. I feel like um, I, I need to go and, like, live in a village for a month to, like, get in the headspace. You're a real method actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel Lewis. Sorry, the trivia for today. Uh, the script schedule for Seinfeld fell further and felt further behind as each season progressed. Production designer Tom Azari and director Tom Sharones would show up in Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld's office on Fridays to say, We start Monday, boys. And we don't have a set. Can you tell us what we might have to do so we can build it? 
David and Seinfeld would make their best guesses. The crew would build over the weekend, and sometimes it would get used, sometimes it wouldn't. If it didn't, it would go in the warehouse where they kept all their extra set pieces, never knowing what weirdness might pop up on the show next. So maybe they had like the Merv Griffin show in season two. That would and be they're like, cool. I wonder if they're going to use that. Nah, we'll just put it in the warehouse. Yeah. And then and they know, got it back out for season eight. Yeah, and nine? there's nine. And nine. there's an episode just dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you ready for your performance? Not really, but I'll just do whatever comes to mind. So uh, I don't even know. I'm terrible at this. Uh, but I don't want to be a cowboy. But I don't want to be a secondary character. I. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I whispered into a microphone. It was fucking awful. These Sorry. pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? These pretzels are making me thirsty, man. I didn't even say the right line. No, you didn't. You just I said, said, but I don't want to be a secondary character. I don't want to be a secondary character. <laughs> it sounded like Mickey Mouse. This is it. Yeah. We're done. We've reached our peak. Yeah. 50 episodes. We're done. Thank you. Yeah. It's starting to derail. Yeah. yeah so. This is like season eight of our podcast. You know, like yeah. season eight and nine of Seinfeld. We've kind it's of gone bit, that wacky It's got a bit wacky. Yeah. Yeah, we need to wrap it up. Yeah. So uh, that is it for our 50th ever episode. So thank you to everyone who came along and uh, yes. watched us be... Thank weird. you, those in George's bar. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much for... Yes. Yes. Thanks a lot. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Oh. And, and thank you also to our Facebook friends who have watched our live stream. Uh, we were trying to get YouTube set up, but something went awry, so uh, we decided to go Facebook Live. So thanks heaps for tuning in, and uh, hopefully we can do more of these in the future. Yeah, it would be fun. And uh, also another big thank you to George's Bar. Oh, yeah, thank you very much, George's Bar. For having us here tonight. Thank you. very fine establishment in Fitzroy, Melbourne. So next time you're in Melbourne, or if you do live in Melbourne and you're in Fitzroy, come on down. Yeah. Wonderful place. Yep. Yeah. No, it's been good. So thanks again for everyone for, uh, for coming along. And uh, if you want to listen to us, you can. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and uh, Stitcher. Uh, just search for, but I don't want to be a secondary character, or Seinfeld. Listen to us, review us. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us as well, we've got an email, bidwabaspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we have a site. Yes, we sure do. Bidwabask.com, our website. That's right. That's right, yes. And did we already say our email address? Um, oh, we we're on social media. Oh, we are on social at Bidwabask. Yeah, that's right. Facebook, so. Twitter, and Instagram. And if you've missed the live stream today, uh, you can actually listen to the podcast. There'll be an audio version of this uh, in two weeks' time. That's right. This will be our 50th episode uh, in order. So we are recording a week ahead. And uh, next week for our 49th episode, uh, in order, we are going to be talking about The Jacket. The Jacket, that's right. Season 2 episode. So, so it'll be an Alton Bennis redux. Cannot wait. That'll be fun. I haven't been looking forward to an episode more than this one. You're going to put Alton Bennis as like your number one again, and it'll be like one... Just, Alton one will ten. get like the one, two. He'll be like zero. A zero. <laughs> okay. what, isn't that bad? I don't know. Negative one? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, choir boy. Pipe down, chorus boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he thinks everyone's gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen and I have been masters of our domain in terms of podcasting, uh, you know, live at George's Bar. So thank you very much for listening and watching, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks again, everyone.
Ha, ha, ha.